You're listening to Eureka on Monocle Radio, brought to you by the team behind The Entrepreneurs, the show all about inspiring people, innovative companies, and fresh ideas in global business. I'm Tom Edwards. This week's program is about harnessing the power of artificial intelligence and remote sensing technology to answer some of the challenges posed by climate change. Ardit Murthy is the founder and CEO of Silicon Valley-based company Boomitra, the world's first international soil carbon offset market, where businesses and governments purchase affordable carbon removal while empowering agricultural communities to meet their sustainability goals. Farmers are under increasing pressure to alter the way they produce food as a way of addressing the climate crisis. But reforming production processes can come at a cost and may even put their livelihoods at risk. Boomitra's science-backed technology enables them to adopt agricultural practices that capture CO2 from the atmosphere and store it in the soil, all while earning new streams of income. The company then acts almost as a middleman, helping farmers and ranchers to get paid by governments in return for their carbon sequestration efforts. So how does it all work? Well, Monocle's Chris Chermak spoke to Ardit in Washington, D.C. at a recent summit on climate and agriculture to find out more. I'm Adit Murthy. I'm the founder and CEO of Boomitra. And at Boomitra, we work with farmers and ranchers all around the world to help them to increase soil carbon levels through improved agricultural practices. As they do these practices, they increase soil carbon and essentially remove CO2 from the atmosphere. We measure that using satellites and AI. We measure the soil carbon levels. And when those levels go up and we measure that increase, we then get it third-party certified into internationally recognized carbon removal credits We then sell those credits to corporations and governments all around the world for them to meet their sustainability goals. And as they strive towards meeting those goals, the corporations and governments pay us for the credits and we pay the farmers and ranchers at the end of the day. We pay them the majority of the carbon credit value and the local communities get the vast majority of the carbon credit value. Those are core values for us that the farmers get the majority and the local communities get the vast majority. Humanity has to continue to reduce its emissions as much as possible and take all possible steps to reduce the amount of emissions that we are spewing. Now, there will always be a certain small amount of residual emissions. And it is for those residual emissions that we need to have some systems in place for doing carbon removal, for those residual emissions that are really, really, really hard to abate. There's many things that we can do better on, like we can make the grid not use coal or natural gas or any of that instead do renewables and along with battery storage or other storage. And then in the transport space, electrification. There's so many things we can do, but there will always be a certain amount of residual emissions that are just really, really, really hard to abate. That could, for example, be like aviation emissions. And those residual emissions, we have to remove those. So at Boomitra, we try to focus on selling the carbon credits to companies that have credible climate targets and who are focused on trying to neutralize those residual emissions that they have. I would never claim to say that soil is the entire solution on its own. It's a part of the solution because agriculture is one of the major sources of emissions today. There's a good chance, there's a fighting chance for agriculture to become a major sink for carbon as well. But of course, the overall economy has to decarbonize as well. But at the same time, agriculture should become the largest possible sink that it can possibly become. Right now, around the world, there's like 9 billion hectares of land that's in some state of degradation both croplands and grasslands, both the lands where you grow your row crops and also the lands that are grass and 
where people might be rearing cattle and other livestock on. All those lands across that, like 9 billion hectares exist that can be restored further and increase soil carbon. If you think on that scale, clearly gigaton scale action is possible within agriculture if done correctly. If we line up all the steps correctly, gigaton scale is potential because there's there's a giga scale of land on the planet. So correspondingly, there's also a gigaton scale of impact that is possible. It's definitely not a replacement for their regular agriculture because the farmer's main thing is their crop and their yields. But it can be a key supplemental source of income. I don't think at any point soil carbon credits should supplant the regular crop growing because growing crops is fundamental for food security for the plant. And as the population continues to grow, it's very central to have that food security element in. So that's very, very important. But at the same time, soil carbon credits they enable the farmer to have a certain amount of cash for them to properly implement improved practices, which in the longer timescales will lead to higher yields. But the problem today is that that's a long timescale. It's not scored the course of one season or two seasons even. So that's why it's sometimes a challenge for them to adopt the improved practices. Now, by having the carbon credits, it provides that ability for them to transition to those improved practices and continue to sequester carbon and continue to do things. And this payment that comes from the carbon credits, it can probably increase their incomes by like 10%, 20%. It's a tangible material increase for them that enables them to do the improved practices and then sets them up for long-term success because increasing soil carbon helps to make the yields more stable. Your soil is more resilient, your land is more resilient, you can get more yields. So we work with farmers of all sizes from one acre to 100,000 plus acres, one acre small farmers in India to 100,000 plus acre large ranches in the Americas, or the entire gamut. We are very lucky to work with many different organizations across agribusiness, across intergovernmental organizations, across NGOs, across the entire spectrum around the world that has brought us today to be able to work with 5 million plus acres of land across 150,000 plus farms. More smallholder farmers for us are found in Asia and Africa, but more acres are found in the Americas. because Farms are larger than the Americas, we work with both and we try to work with them at scale because our goal at Boomitra, our vision is to be on a gigaton scale by the end of the decade. To do things on a gigaton scale because that's the way in which we cause meaningful climate action. Move the needle on climate change, you do that by doing it at a gigaton scale and that is where we are headed and that is where our trajectory is towards. That was Ardit Murthy, the founder and CEO of Boomitra. And you can learn more by heading to boomitra.com. That's it for this episode of Eureka. We'll be back at the same time next week. In the meantime, do look out for the main show, The Entrepreneurs, is available every Wednesday. Eureka was produced by Laura Kramer with mixing and editing by Jack Dewars. You can listen again and find out more at monocle.com or follow us and catch up with the archive via your preferred podcast platform. To contact the team, drop us a line. You can email Laura on lrk at monocle.com. I'm Tom Edwards. Goodbye and thanks for listening to Eureka.